This is heavy. In Back to the Future Part 3, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd take some special friends with them back to the Old West. Rock band ZZ Top makes their first film appearance in this conclusion to the Time Travel Trilogy. It's the only movie that let us wear our own clothes. For the Hill Valley Festival, the filmmakers were looking for a different sort of band. We didn't want to just have a classic fiddle band. We wanted to, you know, put a little spin on it. So we were able to convince uh, ZZ Top to come down and uh, put on some period clothes and play along with the band. Four, two, three, four, back, two, three, four. For the band, working with director Zemeckis was a natural. <laughs> Any man that's called Bob Z will work with gladly. <laughs> <laughs> They're great guys. You know, the beards and everything, just like as advertised, they showed up in Sonora and came out and did their stuff. And, and in between takes, they'd uh, sit and, you know, play the blues and the acoustic guitars and the, like, mini jam sessions. It was a lot of fun. But the filmmakers didn't hire the band for their knowledge of traditional American music. To create the original signature song for Back to the Future Part 3, Zemeckis knew that ZZ Top could deliver full tilt rock and roll. Margie McFly again, again. It's a 31 day podcast where I celebrate one movie, and the movie happens to be back to the future party. Da, 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 
da 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 booby boopity boo. And so, on the 18th day of March, I am here to say that this morning I watched for the 18th time Back to the Future, Part 3. And here I am this evening, for the 18th time in a row, talking about Back to the Future, Part 3. I took my car for an oil change this morning, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to have a little downtime. I didn't have an appointment. Uh, They say you don't need an appointment, just drive on in, but I could tell that they wish I made an appointment. So next time I'm going to make an appointment, but that's not for many, many months from now. I used to be like, now it's like 5,000 miles. I don't know. Uh, But I knew that they have a nice little waiting room. So I went bright and early. I left the house here at 7 a.m. before breakfast. They had um, they had Lay's potato chips in a bucket and coffee, and they have Wi-Fi. They have pretty good Wi-Fi. I've, I think I've worked there before. Uh, I made the coffee. Now, it wasn't a K-cup, but it was like this little packet you put in, and it, it spits out the coffee in a little, uh, little styrofoam cup. Uh, it was good. It was fine. It did the trick before going to get some breakfast afterwards. But... With that Wi-Fi, I was able to watch most while my wait, because I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to sit down and wait. I'll wait here. I watched most of Back to the Future Part 3. Then I went and got breakfast, came home, and finished the movie. What I like about this place is uh, after the oil change, they run your car through their car wash. So you get a free, I say free, I think I'm paying for everything, but you get a car wash uh, included with your oil change. So that is exciting. But it has nothing to do with Back to the Future Part 3, except for the fact that I watched most of it at this car dealership. Uh, today, today, my friends, I want to talk to you about uh, the band that is featured in this film. I was going to say, you know, this was the first time something like this happened, but that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, this is the second time something like this happened of course, in Back to the Future 1, we see uh, Huey Lewis, who, you know, is the performer of the, the hit Power of Love and Back in Time. We see him as one of the judges at the high school talent re, uh, rehearsals. We don't see anything like that in Part 2. Part 2 is devoid of that stuff. Um, I was watching a behind-the-scenes clip of um, Robert Zemeckis talking about what he did, you know, during two and three and how he'd be checking on the dailies, like the dailies in part two while, you know, wor- while working on part three, just like constantly going back and forth of flying from, you know, one part of California to the other part of California. And he said, you know, um, it, it's a lot of work, but he, the thing that he regrets is it didn't allow him to spend enough time in the editing of part two, and he thinks that the movie suffers because of that. And he's saying this. I think he's saying this while three is still being made. It's like, uh, yeah, dude. You know, I mean, I guess you want to shoot one movie in 11, two movies in 11 months back to back. Um, maybe wait to put them up. Maybe you should have put part two out in 90 and part three out in 91. I don't know, just to give the t- enough time to edit it properly because... 
some of the weird stuff of two could have been corrected, could have been could have been improved upon at least. Maybe not corrected, but improved upon. Uh, but that's not the point of, of that conversation. The point I want to talk about is uh, he also talked about wanting to get, um, you know, not just any band to be playing the, uh, you know, at the, the event, not a jug band, kind of like that, um, a fiddle band or whatever, to be playing at the Hill Valley uh, Festival. He wanted it, you know, to have some um, gravitas. And so he went with the rock and roll band, the rock blues band, ZZ Top, who also, obviously, um, we know this by now, you all know this, uh, provided the single for the soundtrack, Double Back, which then they performed an acoustic version of during uh, the Hill Valley Festival that is the theme song of Marching McFly. And I thought it was cool hearing uh, uh, Marty, hearing Michael J. Fox talk about how in between breaks... They'd be playing the blues and playing music and just kind of, kind of like having fun uh, with other, you know, the, the cast and crew. I thought that that would have been pretty awesome to see. Now, of course, ZZ Top, uh, or in Canada, ZZ Top, is a band named after uh, famed blues musician uh, ZZ Topperman. I couldn't think of anything. Uh, I always thought ZZ Top was had something to do with the car. Remember the car that they were well-known, speaking of cars, that they they kind of became synonymous with? I thought, oh, that car has something called a ZZ Top. I just assumed it was a nickname for a type of automobile, but it was not at all. I, I'm reading on Wikipedia that they just, they um, they liked how rock musicians or the, some musicians they knew had um, initials like B.B. King and Z.Z. Hill. And so they thought of combining them and make, making Z.Z. King. But they were like, that's a little too um, too similar. And they thought, well, the king is at the top. So that gave them the idea of Z.Z. Top. That's it right there. They Now, here's the thing. They've been around since 1969, okay? It was originally, Billy Gibbons has been with the band the whole time. There were a couple guys there at the beginning, like really at the beginning, but uh, within a year, the lineup that we all knew for you know decades, the lineup that um, was in Back to the Future, uh, the lineup that became synonymous with like early MTV, that's they were together from you know 1970 all the way up into 2021 when uh, Dusty Hill, the bass player, passed away. And then he was replaced uh, by Elwood Francis, who is in the band now. Uh, he was a he was a guitar tech, and you see that sometimes with bands like Kiss, the guitarist who's been in Kiss for the past twenty years, but it still feels weird. Uh, Tommy Thayer, he was a guitar tech for the band for a while. So those guys, you know, they can play like crazy, and they know the instruments back and forth, and they're 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 kind of in charge of setting up and getting the instruments ready for the band, uh, but. The as I was saying, the band came out in 1969, and yet, you know, I think of them as being around forever. I think of them as being, um, like having, you know, this long career. But really, there was only a small time when they were kind of, quote unquote, 
on top. Not like they were really popular. And it was, it, it came with the early MTV era. I mean, they put out their first album, which was called ZZ Top's first album in 1971. I couldn't tell you one. I'm looking at it on Wikipedia. I don't know one song on there. They put out, like, do you remember when bands would put out like an album every year? Uh, they put out a, uh, 72, no idea. 73, they put out Tres Hombres, Lagrange. That's the first. Now that's 1973. That's the first song that you that most people know, and they might not even know that it's Lagrange or ZZ Top. It's that song that goes like this, and the guy goes, you walk down the You know that one? That's that's Lagrange. I mean, that's a pretty. I mean, it's a big staple of rock radio. And that song is 50 years old this year, which is crazy. Uh, but after that, they had Tush in the next album. I know that song, but I can't think of how it goes. But it's like Tush, Tush. I like the Tush. I thought that was a later song for them. They had another album. Couldn't tell you one song off that. Then they had a Best of album. 1977, they had a Best of. I don't know. 1979, they put out another album. Okay, they have a song on there, but it's a it's a it's their their version of I Thank You. I just want to thank you, whatever. It's kind of like that. That's an Isaac Hayes song, but you know, these this band's already been around for uh, fifteen years, or 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 you know, they put out their first album. I'm sorry, ten years ago when, when El Loco came out. I don't know anything off that album. Nope, nope, nope. And it wasn't until 1983. They've been a band now for 14 years. 1983 comes around, and they shoot into the stratosphere due to the fact that MTV is now out and they are putting, uh, they're having, they changed their sound up. It's a little more 80s. It's a little more like, in, uh, they got synthesizers in there. They're spinning their guitars and they have a look. This band has a look. You, they're, they're, you know, those long beards that, the, that, that Dusty and, and Billy have. And yet the third guy, the drummer in the back, his name is Frank Beard. He's the only one without a beard. Uh, but they have this look. Then all of a sudden, they put out a video. They have uh, an awesome car called the Eliminator, which is something that I, that's where I thought I had the ZZ Top. Nope, nope, nope. That was just, um, was it Billy Gibbons' car um, that's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now? That became synonymous. They have those big spinning guitar and bass with like fur all over them that they spun. Remember, they'd spin them. Uh, I mean, they had a look. There were already like older dudes by then. In 1982, by 1982, they've been around for let's see, how when was Billy Gibbons born? He was born in 49, so 59, 69, 79. He's already 33 years old, and he's he's writing these pop songs on MTV. You think of all those albums before. I said I knew two songs. Then you look at Eliminator, and you're like, that has already. Give me all your loving. All your hugs and kisses too. It's got you got me under pressure. You got me under pressure. And those are the first two songs off the album. It's got um, legs. She's got legs, which became just their hugest hit. You had, you know, they had women. They had the car. They had everything working for them. TV dinners. I don't remember that. I don't remember how that song goes, but I remember the video. I remember like liking it. I'm seven years old at this time. Um, and I was like, oh, ZZ Top, yeah, they're cool. And this song's cool. I remember, didn't the video have like uh, 
ca- motion capture, like claymation type thing, I think, coming out of the TV dinner. And, um, oh, yeah, uh, friggin' this album also had, of course, another huge hit for them, Sharp Dressed Man. beautiful day here in Massachusetts. Snow is still on the ground, but it was in the 50s today. It was so nice out that I took my computer, I took my microphone out on the back deck so I could kind of project a little more and uh, not feel like I'm bothering anybody in the house. Uh, So I was able to go outside and record uh, that little ditty earlier today. Um, I thought to myself, well, I got to do a ZZ Top song. It only makes sense. I'm not going to do Double Back because that is, uh, you know, that's kind of the theme song for, for the every episode. Um, so what else could I do except, of course, something to talk about uh, how awesome Doc is and how I would say all the ladies love that science guy. That's originally was going to be something like that, but then I realized, no, no, no. Uh, only one woman uh, captured Doc's heart. Through all of time. Uh, so anyway, where was I? I'm still talking about ZZ Top. All that was on one album, okay? That the, it has the iconic car on the on the cover. I mean, it's like a, rebir- a rebrandishing, rebranding, rebirth of this band. It's their most successful album. It sold like over 11 million copies. Then they followed up with another uh, album a couple years later called Afterburner. 
This time it has the car on the, um, like, in, as a spaceship. And I don't know any of these songs. Like, they show a few songs that were singles. Sleeping Bag, Stages, and Rough Boy. Maybe if I heard them, I'd know them. But off the bat, I am not familiar with this band. Uh, this band. I'm not familiar with these songs. But the band is already has their 80s look. They're just... They're full, I mean, it shows one picture, they're all dressed in white suits, but they still have the long beards, the sunglasses, like you never really got to see their faces all that much. Uh, they followed that up with a box set, they followed that up, now here we go, with Recycler. Recycler is their 10th album, released in October of 1990. It says it was the last album to utilize the band's synthesizer-driven production, with, uh, so they went back to rock and roll blues after this. Also, this is the time when I feel like that 80s sound was starting to go away, so they went away. They, they got rid of it as well. Now, this, this album has 10 songs on it. I don't know any of them except the final song on the album, Double Back. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's got... I mean, it's some, some websites... Entertainment Weekly gave it a B plus. Others, you know, eh... Uh, but this was the album that featured Double Back on it. I'm reading from Wikipedia. Double Back is a song by ZZ Top. Uh, it was released as the lead single and was also featured in the film Back to the Future Part 3. The regular version of the song plays over the end credits of the film, but does not appear in its original form uh, on the soundtrack. It's not even in the soundtrack. I had the original Back to the Future soundtrack. I'm pretty sure it had Power, Love, and Back in Time on it. I know it had... Um, uh, Johnny Be Good and um, all the 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 score, you know, the orchestral score stuff on it. Uh, it talks about the band having the uh, uh, a cameo in the film, along with some local musicians, and the orchestral version appears on the soundtrack album. So that must be the so the version that I got to play for the cover, um, for the you know the opening of this fun podcast. I see a, a photo of the single and it's kind of cool. It shows the, it's like a painting of the three guys in the car and to their left is the DeLorean flying, which is crazy, which is crazy because we all know that the flying um, mechanism, the, the flying circuits were, were destroyed when the lightning strike. So there's no way that car could have flown during Back to the Future Part 3 or any time that the, uh, the uh, ZZ Top was around it. And why are they in a car? They should be on horseback. Uh -huh. Um, Double Back reached number one on the album rock tracks for five weeks. It was nominated for a MTV Video Music Award in 1990 for Best Video from a Film. That's when um, those were, like, I feel like the MTV music, Video Music Awards, I used to be like, yes, here we go. This is fun. I, 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 I don't know if they're as big of a deal or I'm just old. I'm going to probably say I'm just old. Um... But that, like, after that, I don't know one thing that ZZ Top did, except they did a song years later, like Chartreuse, which was, like, within the last 10 years, I think. Uh, so let's see. I, I want to look up who did, who won, um, <laughs> what won Best Video from a Film that year. So as I said, Double Back was nominated for Back to the Future Part 3, uh, also nominated Bat Dance from Prince. Fall from oh, a hard rain's gonna fall from Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians from Born on the Fourth of July. 
None of those won. I can't believe Bat Dance didn't win. But you know what did win? Which is crazy because Bat Dance is 89. But you know what? They came out in 19... This was the 1990 awards. But okay. You know what did win for best video from a film? Rock the cradle of love. Rock the cradle of love. It's the cradle of love. Billy Idol's Cradle of Love. And do you remember what film that's from? That is from The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Starring Andrew Dice Clay. Ow! Wait a minute. Let me do that better. Ow! I didn't do that very good. Um, Guess what? Andrew, Adventures of Ford Fairlane? Yeah, my brother and I went to see that in the movie theater, and we laughed our asses off. I think we saw that at the Cinema 495, which I, I think I've talked about where movie theaters, how movie theaters were. Or maybe that was on a different podcast. I talk about movie theaters in the area. Uh, Cine- Cinema 495 then became a Chunkies, which was a cinema pub. Now it's a Planet Fitness. But we, I'm almost positive that's where we saw the adventures of Ford Fairlane, the MTV uh, 1990 um you know, uh, film, video, <laughs> MTV film movie award, whatever the hell. So what, was Back to the Future nominated for anything else? It was nominated for nothing else, Back to the Future Part 3, during, oh, that's the video awards, not the movie awards, so why would it be nominated for anything else? I don't think they had the movie awards in 1990. I don't even know if they still do. Anyway, back to uh, ZZ Top. After this song and this album, I don't think they had another... Like, all of a sudden, the next two years later, they put on another Greatest Hits album, and then they just keep cranking out albums. Now, at this time, you know, we're in the ma- we're, we're deep in the grunge era. Uh, so what I have to understand is these bands have followings. These bands have, um, they keep putting out albums, and there could be a, a dozen songs on there that are great. Maybe I'd even like or listen to, but I don't know them, and I don't know if I'll ever listen to them. But it's like, I listen to bands that I love, and people be like, they're still around? Oh yeah, they're still around, they're putting out great albums, and I saw them on concert, and they're wonderful. No one else knows them. That's how, music's so subjective. It's like, this, you know, if you're a follower of ZZ Top, you're probably like, oh yeah, um, Fuzzbox Voodoo off that album in 94 is great. I don't know, maybe it is. But their time is being like, and you know, you think of there's like three old dudes with long beards, like the fact that they're uh, they were ever big into in the pop world of you know pop rock, but that was definitely the thing in early '80s MTV. Um, it's just like amazing that they had that time and so many hits in that small amount of time that could last this band, you know, forever. And that's why they're able to go on tour, and be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and do all. I think they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? I feel silly that I said this, but Hall of Fame. Oh, in twenty in uh, two thousand four, they've won three MTV Video Music Awards, and in two thousand four, they were in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In twenty fifteen, Rolling Stone ranked Billy Gibbons the thirty second greatest guitarist of all time. That's the thing; I don't even know how good their guitar stuff is. It's like I just know most of the um, the little licks. Of you know from from the '80s stuff and a lot of that digga, 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 their bass it sounded more like a synthesizer, um, but I loved it. It was all it was all kind of it was great and it produced some big hits that are you know still well known today. Whether you know whether or not you know who ZZ Top is, you hear some of these songs. People are like, oh, I know that song. Oh, that's ZZ Top. That band, the band that throws the you know does the arrows. Remember they did the three guys arrows. 
like, hey, look how cool we are. It almost, by then they were like, look at us, we're the cool dads. <sighs> and that's it. I'm done. I did it. I talked very, very little Back to the Future today, but I was tangentially uh, related to uh, this, the movie, tangentially, you know, uh, referencing the movie. And, and more importantly, I wrote a, uh, another song to add to the uh, Marty McFly soundtrack. And really, isn't that what it's all about, writing silly parody songs? I've been doing that, my God, since I was in high school, even earlier, I feel like. Yep, and I'll probably be doing it till the day I die. The one thing you cannot ever accuse me of is uh, maturing too much. And I assure you, that will never happen. Now, I'll be mature when I need to be mature. Oh, you want me to be uh, at work at a meeting? I'll be mature. You, I need to, uh, you know, to take care of something or, or talk to, like, uh, talk to, you know, um, I don't know, a doctor or something. I'll be mature. Uh, but you want me to just be that way in my, my regular life? Meh, you know, here and there, here and there, when I have to be. You know, I, I'm, I'm more interested in enjoying and trying to be, trying to have fun and creative outlets and uh, making people laugh. I often say I love making people laugh. And I say this to my wife, you're my favorite person to make laugh. When I can make my wife laugh, that is the best feeling in the world. <sighs> now I'm going to cry. I'm <sighs> Listen to the music in the background. Oh, it's very lovely. I'm at the point now where you go, oh my God, he's ranting. He needs to get to bed. It's only nine o'clock here. So I'm not going to bed anytime soon. That's right. I stay up. Gosh, I'm going to stay up past my bedtime. <sighs> Guys, I'm drinking almost a full cider. Again, two days in a row. So I need to slow down before I get in trouble. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening and subscribing. And guess what? Shocker. I'm going to be back tomorrow doing it all over again. So listen, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. The Facebook page is Fans Not Experts. And of course, the website where you can find every podcast every episode of everything i do and old blog post because that's what it used to be you can find it all at fansnotexperts.com so until tomorrow where i'll be doing it again for the 19th time once again thank you for listening thank you for subscribing and she's got legs here is my theme song this is my podcast i made it geek mentality is what i named it That was real. Says, please listen and please subscribe. At least listen to this episode. Fans not experts.